This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today's podcast uh, starts a, a, a little terrifying, mainly for me uh, and Stu, although Stu, this weasel, the first thing he did is he looked at the independent and he was he's searching the article for his name. Oh no, I went to the actual full report from the organization <laughs> to see if my name was in there and then I knew I was safe and then I could he's fully support off. their important work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are targeting uh, a few people and as I have said recently the WEF uh, and we have now testimony in front of Congress uh, that you have these public-private partnerships now with the five eyes. Those are the uh, the five biggest Western nations and their intelligence agencies, the five eyes. They are now sharing information, spying on us and trading information. And there is a global uh, uh, effort to silence those who disagree with the way the globe is going. Apparently, I'm uh, pretty high up on the list, and The Independent uh, did an article, and so I urge you to listen to the first hour in its entirety of today's podcast. It is very important that you hear it. I say things that I might only say once. I've got other things to say. I don't know how to say them yet, but you'll understand it in today's podcast. Brought to you by Relief Factor. I used to live in horrible pain, and Stu knows it because he caused most of my pain. But that's not the pain I'm talking about. The horrible pain uh, was pain in my hands, and I mean, Stu knows this. We used to have signals when we were on TV, take the camera off of Glenn, because my hands would start to shake and curl up. It was really horrible. Yeah, people really don't like to look at you, so we try to take the camera off as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I found we can make the show better if, (laughs) if it was just radio. Anyway, Relief Factor. Get out of pain like I did. Relief Factor is a daily supplement that helps your body fight that pain 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. Over a million people have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start Kit. 70% of them have gone on to order again and again. Maybe that's you. Do it now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It comes with a feel-better or your money-back guarantee. So nothing to lose but your pain. ReliefFactor.com. best I can. Um, There's a lot of factors on this, but I want you to listen carefully. Uh, This week, you have the uh, Davos gathering. And in Davos, the most important thing, this is above climate change and everything else, is mis- and disinformation. The, The president of the European Union just spoke at Davos, said our freedom comes with risks. The top concern is disinformation and misinformation, 
as the boundary between online and offline is getting thinner and thinner. The top concern for the next two years is not conflict. It is not climate. It is disinformation and misinformation. The Global Risk Report says that addressing misinformation and disinformation take priority even over extreme weather events, war, terrorist attacks, and uh, inflation. Got it? Global warming is an existential threat. Terror attacks like what happened in Israel and war. Inflation, which can collapse your dollar. All of those things are now secondary to mis- and disinformation. For the global business community, the top concern for the next two years is not conflict. It's disinformation and misinformation. The boundary between online and offline is getting thinner and thinner, and it is more important than ever in the era era of generative AI. The World Economic Forum's Global Risk Report puts artificial intelligence as one of the top potential risks of the next decade, but of the next two years, it's you. They also called for a global regulatory body to oversee artificial intelligence. In other words, take control of AI and digital ID systems akin to vaccine passports. It is important, she said, to harness and guide this technology responsibly. So what does all that mean? I believe that we are now measuring things in my world by days and months, not by years. We are now looking at people labeling us, me, the Daily Wire, anybody you trust as mis- and disinformation. And it is happening in real time. We told you a couple of weeks ago that our spy agencies and our Pentagon are in, in, uh, in league with the five eyes, and they are doing um, misinformation, disinformation, editing, and also uh, cognitive training. So they are training the way you think by controlling what you're seeing. Let me give you this story that just came out from The Independent. This is new today. Climate misinformation is rapidly mutating across social media, allowing nefarious actors to skirt restrictions and continue to profit, according to a new report. With climate-driven disasters now impossible to ignore, outright denials of climate change no longer hold up with most people. That's not true. The people who believe in climate change, the people who are believing that this is some sort of disaster, is actually going down. It has less credibility than ever before. In the murky online realm of climate misinformation, there is a shift in tactics that is in motion. Researchers, notice that word, researchers uh, analyzed thousands of hours of YouTube content from the past six years 
and found that old climate crisis denial, which claims that global heating is not happening and burning fossil fuels is not the cause, is giving way to a new type of misleading content intended to muddy the waters. The report by the nonprofit research group Center for Countering Digital Hate. This is the Media Matters, if you will, the new replacement, I think, for Media Matters. It comes out of England, but there's also an office here in America. We'll get into that on a later episode. They found that this new denial falls into a few broad groups that the impact of global warming or global heating are beneficial or harmless. The second group is climate solutions won't work and that climate science and the climate movement can't be trusted. Those are all mis- and disinformation. Client scientist uh, and uh, author Michael Mann describes these new misinformation strategies as the five D's of inactivism. Deflection, delay, division, despair, and doomism. They found that videos containing new denials doubled since 2018 on YouTube. In total, there were more than 34,000 climate crisis denial claims on 96 channels that were analyzed amounting to more than 325 million views. The shift has been rapid and stark as old climate denial narratives declined across YouTube. New denial has served has surged. The later now accounts for 70% of climate misinformation on YouTube, while old denial has dropped 30%. The uh, Amrad Amhead, the CCDH's chief executive, explained. So this story from The Independent has one source, and it is Media Matters, if you will, this new uh, group that is trying to counter digital hate. There has been a clear shift in the climate misinformation on YouTube in the last uh, six years, blah, blah, blah. Mr. Ahmed said the new findings were somewhat optimistic because they showed that scientists and activists have been successful in conveying the facts of climate change to people. Climate advocates and policymakers must recognize this shift or risk losing the information battle necessary to deliver climate solutions. Let me say that word, that sentence again. Climate activist and policymakers must recognize this shift or risk losing the information battle necessary to deliver climate solutions. While climate denial trends uh, were evident across social media, blah, 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 the study focused on YouTube, which is owned by Google, a platform that has formidable presence as information resource for billions of people, while at the same time, um, uh, being able to uh, reward people on that channel. Using AI tools trained on climate denial, the study found YouTube is made up to $13.4 million in revenue on videos espousing new types of climate uh, crisis. Google's current policies, which are intended to demonetize and deamplify climate misinformation, do not tackle the new denial. Uh, YouTube continues to serve ads on old forms of climate crisis denial barred under its policies. Google also announced in 2021 that it would stop monetizing climate crisis denial content. Uh, in a statement to The Independent, a YouTube spokesperson said our climate change policy prohibits ads from running blah, 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 blah. However, when content crosses the line into climate change denial, we stop showing ads on those videos. The shift from older tropes on conservative outlet Blaze TV 
to a brand new climate denial. The study analyzed videos made by fossil fuel lobby groups, media companies, and individual pundits. One of those highlighted in the report is Jordan Peterson, a psychiatrist with 7.5 million YouTube subscribers. His channel typically takes the format of interviews with fellow climate change deniers, where posts have included titles such as The Great Climate Con and The Killing uh, the Poor to Save the Planet. The Independent contacted Dr. Peterson for comment. Blaze TV, founded by conservative firebrand Glenn Beck, regularly features climate change denial. The media company has also shared uh, false claims about the 2020 presidential election, along with hosting Sandy Hook conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. In a video published July 2022 and watched 71,000 times, Mr. Beck claims the Biden administration is using the climate crisis as a cover for government control and a great reset, an online conspiracy theory that claims the global elite is trying to dismantle capitalism and create a new social order. They do not care about saving the planet. They know climate change is not going to kill millions around the world. This is about gaining power and control over you. They are using this so-called emergency to justify a great reset, Mr. Beck said on the video. The Independent, much to my surprise, has contacted Blaze TV for comment. The CCDH, the Center for um, Disarming Hate, Study found that in some cases, YouTube splits ad revenues with a channel reportedly paying 55% to the content creator and retaining 45%. The ads served on the new denial were major brands like Hilton Hotels, Global Charities, Save the Children, and International Rescue Committee. They called on YouTube and other social media platforms to update their policies to keep up with the new forms of climate crisis denial along with removing any financial incentives and reducing their reach and visibility. People have the right to post this content, but do you have to reward them with money and give them a megaphone? They added, we're not blaming Google for not recognizing this, but we want to make some small changes to their policies. Don't record this, uh, don't reward this content and profit from it. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you saw Russell Brand in your feed? Since he was destroyed um, by smear tactics, and do we know they're true? Yes. Did the BBC know they were true back then? Yes. Did he say they were true? You know, that did he allude that, yeah, I was that kind of guy, and I'm not that kind of guy anymore long before the charges? Yes. Why is it that when he was all over uh, Davos, ESG, and the global warming thing, why is it he cannot be found anymore? He's still doing his broadcast, but you don't hear anything about him. This is what I called uh, about three or four years ago and got hammered for it, a digital ghetto that they were going to ghetto any voices they didn't. It's what the Germans did to the Jews. Look, you have a right to be out and, you know, have your place and you can have your say just behind this wall. They were called ghettos. And after they were not seen, they could easily be liquidated. Now, I don't I hope nobody's thinking about liquidation, 
however, there is a digital wall that is being built for voices that disagree reasonably and read things differently than the governments want you to read. For instance, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, this uh, digital hate organization, do you know who they're after? Their number one threat is Elon Musk. If you care about global warming, why would you go after Elon Musk? Because they care about countering hate, you see. And Elon Musk won't play their game. By the way, our disinformation, the one that we were called uh, all kinds of names for, liars, dangerous liars, we told you that um, the laptop of Hunter Biden was real. Did you know that just yesterday, the Department of Justice has acknowledged Hunter Biden's laptop content is legitimate? For the first time yesterday. Now, who is engaged in disinformation? The government or us? By the way, the January 6th videos from Capitol Hill prove now, the blaze has proven it, that the Capitol Police officer lied in the Oath Keepers trial. And he wasn't the only one. And we have released the video. Have you tweeted it? Have you put it on Instagram? Is it trending anywhere? Or is that too being suppressed because it's misinformation, even though the video shows it to be absolutely 100% provably accurate? No. So who's lying to you? Us or the government? There's a story out. Is corporate ESG investing over? Here's my answer. No, it's just going to change names and they're going to do what they always do. How about this story from Reason? The fiscal hawks were right about debt and interest rate. We are told that there is financial disinformation, that those who disagree with what the government is saying that we are a danger to you because we disagree with them. How about COVID? Did you know that Fauci just last week finally admitted that that wasn't a conspiracy theory, that it came from the Chinese labs, that that wasn't missing disinformation? Who lied to you, the government or us? By the way, new story out today from the New York Post, COVID-19 strain kills 100% of infected mice in a new Chinese lab study. They're still doing it. Who's lying to you? Us or them? World leaders met this week. They're still doing it to trash uh, to thrash out a plan to protect against disease X, which they say is a coming pandemic. And they need all kinds of power. By the way, OpenAI CEO Altman was at Davos. He said, future AI depends on energy breakthroughs. But we all know how dangerous AI is. We all know it. We've watched the movies. It's the elites that want control of it. That's one of their objectives this week at Davos, to control it. And 
at Davos, the Microsoft CEO said, there's nothing that cannot be controlled by humankind. Basically, let me translate. We are gods. There is only one God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. One God. And they do not serve them. Okay, more from the podcast here in just a second, but uh, let me talk to you about my Patriot Supply. It is hard to know when an emergency is going to occur, but one is going to happen. In fact, I, Stu, I'm going way out on a limb. Grab your net. I think multiple black swan events could happen at any time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, you should do probably nothing but fear that, right? Well, you know, if you kind of get panicked, that's going to help a lot. Right. That actually works. Uh, a lot of people, you. maybe you that's get the why. torches and, and run it. No. Yeah. Well, that might not be a bad mm-hmm. idea, but my Patriot Supply can help you. So you're not afraid. You are not uh, a slave to somebody else. You can actually take care of your family and also be an aid to others. MyPatriotSupply.com will help you. You'll save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Sealed inside the ultra-durable packaging, delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage. They provide 2,000 calories a day. Eat right when things go wrong. Three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. MyPatriotSupply.com. Order today by three for same-day free shipping. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Now, back to the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Our overlords are meeting in Davos to plan our future, and it sounds great. The number one priority is not global climate change. Uh, It's not wars. It's not inflation. It's not food. It's nothing except misinformation and disinformation and they're trying to get all the global leaders to come together on this and make sure that voices quite honestly like mine and uh and the blaze and uh people like ezra levant from rebel news up in canada are silenced um yesterday um at the conference there was a um uh, a meeting on how do we shut these people up and the uh, head of the center for democracy and technology his name is alex reeve givens he said there's something bizarre happening in america listen to this even as we're living in this heightened threat environment a number of the social media companies have actually been scaling back their investments in trust and safety in particular around elections and those that are still keeping up the work are facing more political scrutiny and pressure to disband those efforts than ever before So in the United States, for example, right now, we have congressional investigations and lawsuits against people that study mis- and disinformation about elections on social media platforms. There is currently an injunction in place stopping the Biden administration from communicating with social media platforms about interference threats on the topics of elections. That's actually going before the United States Supreme Court this year. So we're in this bizarre environment where right as the threats are ticking up, the investments uh, in actually doing the, the day-to-day work of online trust and safety for our information environment is being scaled back and is under attack. And those are all things we need to recalibrate right now to try and address the threats. Yeah, sorry, I, I, th- I thought for sure that Alex uh, identified as a man, but apparently uh, 
he's now identifying as a woman. Uh, it is bizarre that we don't want government. I mean, it's just out in our Constitution. But other than that, don't worry about it. Uh, we have Ezra Levant, who is on the ground in the cold right now at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Uh, how are the hookers, Ezra? <laughs> I'm the wrong guy to ask. My, uh, a friend of mine did a story um, of how every single escort within 100 miles was booked up yeah. by the World Economic yeah. Forum. They're good um, people. They're good people. You know what? This is a place of excess. Let me give you an example. There's a small private airfield about an hour and a half away from here. And I, I went there to film the private jets landing. Uh, and the airport told me that 150 private jets per day land at this airstrip just for the World Economic Forum. They say that one week basically pays for the entire year. That's like a that's like a city of half a million people. That's how many flights might be there in an average day. And it's more than that. There's not enough room to park 150 jets at this small airfield. So they fly in, drop off the VVIP, then they fly out to another airfield to park, and then they come back to pick up their person. So, I, I mean, and then many of them take the helicopter for that last one hour drive, because God forbid they'd be on the streets with the peasants. That's the kind of luxury you see here. Um, but they're the ones telling us to reduce our carbon footprint. They're the ones telling us not to fly as much. But let me tell you what we're doing here. We are not accredited journalists. We applied and they obviously rejected us. And that's fine. So we can't get into the sessions like the one you just played a clip from. But we're on the streets in this town of Davos, which is like a ski resort high in the Alps. And it's full of, uh, I'm not going to say celebrities, but sort of political celebrities. And because they feel like they're amongst friends and it's so hard to get here, they let their guard down. So just standing on the street and reading name tags, I mean, some people you can recognize, like yesterday, I asked some questions of John Kerry about his private jet. Today, my colleague Avi asked Dr. Tedros of the World Health Organization some questions. So these people don't have big entourages, and the Swiss police have a very light touch. Penny Pritzker was here, and I asked her some questions about Harvard. And so there's no way you would get this kind of access in almost any other place. And like I say, the cops here are so gentle, they have not stopped us from scrumming anyone. Yesterday, I walked with the president of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for 10 minutes straight, peppering him with questions. He did not have any answers, but boy, I asked my questions. And, and that video has been viewed a million times overnight, Glenn. It's, I, I tell you, it's a crazy place where the masters of the universe get together to make the rules for the rest of us. And there's only about half a dozen citizen journalists here. The rest of them are regime journalists who pay to be here as official delegates. So I, I saw, for example, Richard Quest from CNN. I think he's a great journalist 90% of the time, by the way. But we scrummed him going in there, and we said, how come you only ask softball questions of Klaus Schwab? Well, it's because CNN paid a quarter million dollars for them to get in as sort of a member. You're not going to stink up the joint if, you're, if you got the golden invitation. So I don't know. I might pay. Here. I might pay for that. <laughs> Well, I might write the I mean, check to go and have all of them come on my show. Well, I mean, they might kick you out if you do that. Yeah. By the way, I'm standing on the promenade and a huge bunch of military vehicles are passing through. I'm not sure if that's just normal Switzerland stuff or if that's because Vladimir Zelensky's in town. 
Um, and Emmanuel Macron is uh, in town and the Secretary General of the United Nations in town. These aren't just VIPs, they're VVIPs and VVVIPs, and they let you know it. So what is, what is the main thing you've taken from this? Well, look, there are some people here who are just here to sell products and services uh, because there's so many politicians and, wow, there's such a military convoy going through the downtown here. I don't even know what's happening. Maybe Zelensky's on the move. I've, I, I just wanted to tell you that I'm live from the promenade in, in uh, Davos right now, and I just it's like a whole military not a parade, but a series of big trucks. Uh, it, uh, imagine juxtaposing that with your uh, five-star celebrities. Anyways, the number one message, uh, as Klaus Schwab says, is information. They say their theme this year is rebuilding trust, which because they know they've shattered trust with ordinary people over the last few years, whether it's COVID or lockdowns or junk science or inflation or immigration or whatever. So they, they know they have to fix trust, but at the same time, they believe in censorship. I scrummed a right. few different officials with Meta and uh, my colleague scrumming uh, an official from Google just a minute ago. And all our questions are about, are they trying to strangle free discussions in the year of the 2024 elections? Every one of them is aware of Trump's victory in the Iowa caucuses. And I'm talking about people around the world. This is not just Americans. This is a very oh, international no. It is my understanding that yesterday, a lot of the discussions at Davos uh, centered around this is a real threat to our agenda. We this this can't happen. If you were to take a poll of the VVIPs here at Davos, uh, 90 percent of them would be against Trump, not necessarily for Biden. They're just for anyone who won't upset the international order that they've established here. Um, and, and so, I mean, basically, these Europeans and these globalists and these elites want to have a vote um, without having a vote. Here's what I mean. For example, Klaus Schwab uh, recently said AI is so progressed, we don't really need elections anymore because AI can figure out what the people want. Uh, I've seen WEF presentations about how AI, artificial intelligence, can replace courts and judges because you just enter all the data and they'll just replicate what a good judge would do. So the room for political bias in artificial intelligence, I'd say those are the two emphases I can see just on the streets here. Censorship of, quote, misinformation and artificial intelligence. Well, you combine those two things, and I tell you, you're in a brave new world right there. So, um, Ezra, I want to... I wanna talk to you about uh, one thing that came to my attention yesterday. There is a story in The Independent. Climate misinformation is mutating on YouTube, and the platform is profiting. And it is a story that mentions two people. Uh, One of them is me and The Blaze, and The Blaze, I guess, is making money from YouTube uh, because they're not canceling us and uh, putting us where we belong, which is nowhere, because we are discussing things like uh, climate crisis denial content. We also uh, were talking about the, um, uh, the last election and saying that the last election had many uh, uh, questions behind it. The Great Reset, an online conspiracy theory that claims global elites trying to dismantle capitalism and create a new social order, which they are. Um, and the other person was Jordan Peterson. Now, hmm. they're, they're targeting us 
through Google and Facebook. My Facebook page is down 95% in the best year I've ever had, including the years at Fox. Never had a bigger footprint than now, but Facebook is down 95%. Why? The other thing, the other part of it is, is, yeah, go ahead. That's deliberate. They're trying to demonetize you. We scrummed Jonathan Greenblatt, the head of the ADL, and we asked them, why have you tried to kill advertising on Twitter, but never on TikTok? And they wouldn't answer that. And so that's what they're trying to do to you and Jordan Peterson. And, and by the way, they're going to invent new, quote, crimes. I, I saw the phrase ecocide being bandied about here. So the same way you couldn't be a skeptic or have a contrary point of view on COVID vaccines, they're going to do the same thing for climate. They, they basically telegraph that that's their plan. Well, um, one of the one of the disturbing things, they, they did this last year to Russell Brand. I, you don't even see him anymore. He's still doing a podcast, but he never shows up on anybody's feed. When's the last time you saw Russell Brand in your feed? Um, the, well, I, I seek him out, but you're right. They're trying to kill him right. financially. Correct. And the next thing is Jordan Peterson. He lost in court yesterday uh, his appeal on having to go to some sort of a, a re-education camp because he said, and I, this is a quote, the uh, the woman who was obese uh, on Sports Illustrated bikini was not beautiful. It was sick, and now he has to have re-education. Yeah, and that's a that's in some ways a lot scarier. The World Economic Forum is a bunch of people coming up with bad ideas, but they don't actually have the legal or judicial power to enforce them. The trouble is all the VVIPs here go home and go home to their legislatures or courts or businesses and implement it back home. But the WEF itself doesn't have the power to do that from here in Davos. But what you're talking about, what happened to Jordan Peterson, that was a real court. And the College of Psychologists of Ontario um, is a regulator that has the power to deny someone their profession. Now, Jordan Peterson doesn't take any patients anymore. He, ha- he hasn't in many years, but they're trying to destroy his professional reputation. Again, the college is there for doctors who are abusive or who, you know, take advantage of their clients or what, you know, it's, it's a professional organization to make sure that psychologists in Ontario are ethical. They're using that for lawfare to silence him on completely unrelated matters. And it's not just atrocious that they're meddling with his political views. It's their sentence to him, their command, their order to him is that he basically go through a political re-education. I mean, he has to go to some, I don't know for the phrase is a coach or a, or a remedial social media class or yeah, something. Whatever By the, the way, Chinese call it, it's still yeah. a, uh, Re-education camp, session. and and here's it's a the struggle session. Yeah, struggle session. And here is ooh, my struggle. Wonder who used that. Um, the yeah. the other thing though that is disturbing is they are trying to scare doctors into silence. They have already purged all of the doctors that would say something about the COVID vaccine. Um, the nurses, all of them, anyone with a conscience that's different than the state, they're purging them. That's very dangerous, as you know. What Jordan Peterson is the most famous psychologist in all of Canada. He's also wealthy and in some ways very influential and maybe even powerful. So if they can do this to him, imagine what they can do to you. This is pour encourager les autres. This is 
to scare everybody else. Yeah, they want to shut up Jordan Peterson. I don't know if they'll succeed. That guy doesn't shut up easy. But what they're going to do is terrify a thousand other psychologists and doctors and nurses. You know, there happens to be another nurse in uh, the Canadian province of British Columbia who sponsored a sign that just said, I heart J.K. Rowling. Like, that's all she did. And they took her before the professional association for the same sort of thing. And, and so how many nurses, how many doctors, how many people of any profession are being terrorized into silence? And it's all part of the same cultural Marxism or wokeism. Hey, you know, yesterday I scrummed the president of State Street. Do you know what that is? It's yes. like BlackRock. It's a huge asset manager. And I, and I asked him, and that's, that's what it's like here in Davos. You never know who you're going to bump into. And I said to him, aren't you putting your own politics ahead of your fiduciary duties to, uh, to your shareholders. Like you're, you're, I said, you're promoting ESG, environmental and social governance, basically cultural Marxism. I said, how can you do that and, and claim to be uh, His response? To the shareholders? Well, he said, we're doing both. He said, we're not going to stop with ESG, but it's shareholder value. Right. And then I pressed on yeah. a little bit and, and, and he, and he, and he wouldn't talk much more. Yeah. But uh, that's what Davos is like at the World Economic Forum. Thank he, you so much. Ezra Levant from, uh, from uh, Rebel News up in Switzerland right now with the elites. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Todd Benchman is uh, with us. He is the author of the book Overrun. Uh, he's also at the Center for Immigration Studies. He's a senior fellow there. Todd, what really happened uh, in Eagle Pass over the weekend? Well, I mean, this is typical. Uh, we have had a lot of drowning since the Biden administration opened the borders and started in- inducing people from around the world to come to it. The Migrants that they're talking about here, the uh, intending illegal aliens, drowned upstream, floated down, and then got blamed on, uh, you know, usually Texas Department of Public Safety. Um, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, and and they, they drowned before Texas took charge of that piece of property where they just seized it and, and kicked out all the Border Patrol. Uh, because the Border Patrol was there uh, with a field processing station that was in just irresistible lure to thousands to just kind of pour through right there from Piedras Negras. So uh, Texas decided to at least remove and deny that piece of property any longer to the Border Patrol. So uh, keep in mind that there is context to this. Just a few weeks ago, uh, there was video taken by a Border Patrol agent. Uh, he thought that he was uh, catching Texas DPS uh, boat Marine forces in the act of denying aid and assistance to drowning migrants right there at Eagle Pass also, uh, and put that out there. And it created this firestorm and an investigation and uh, accusations that Texas was uh, letting people drown when actually they were saving those migrants and did save those migrants. And um, there was also another case a couple months ago when, remember the river barrier, Glenn, where they yes. put the, the floating river barrier in yes. there? Well, a couple of migrants floated down to it from upstream 
And the first thing the administration did, and also uh, Democratic congressmen, lawmakers, everybody made a huge stink out of it, is say that they drowned on that river barrier that Texas put up, that cruel and inhumane river barrier. And just a little investigation, it didn't take much, showed that they had drowned upstream and floated down and one of them got hung up on it, but they didn't drown on it. And so this is just typical of the sort of you know, disinformation campaign, I think it's the way you put it, uh, that the executive branch is engaging in right now in its war with Texas. Uh, everything that you hear about Texas DPS should be taken with a big grain of a big rock of salt uh, about uh, what's going on because they're in a war. Uh, it's a, a federal state war. They're in, they're in war with each other where Texas is trying to shut down and deter and block illegal immigration into Texas. Uh, the federal border patrol agents are under orders to let everybody in. And so there's this sort of war going on. That's why they took that piece of property. And the Texans have done other things too. And it's not just a physical uh, dispute. Uh, it's a legal one too, and lots of court action going on between these two parties. So are we actually slowing anything down? No. Uh, in fact, I have a piece up today. It just broke at CIS.org. It's the only reporting you'll see like this anywhere. Uh, uh where the Biden administration has cut a deal with the Obrador administration in Mexico. And Mexico is actually getting aggressive on blocking illegal immigration through its territory now for the first time in really aggressive new ways. They're rounding them up at, across from Eagle Pass and putting them on buses and uh, shipping them to the south, to Tapachula, to the southern provinces they're flying them they're put they're bussing them they are blockading on their side now they are bulldozing migrant camps they are shutting down all of those cargo freight trains for the first time in three years uh that that the, the immigrants have been using and the reason that they're doing this is because remember just a few weeks ago biden uh and blinken went down there and 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 had some shuttle diplomacy mayorkas went on a second trip on the 27th and then everybody came back and 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 zipped their lips didn't tell us what the deal was we still don't know what the deal was but we know there was a deal now because of what mexico is all of a sudden doing they've shut down the flow they've the mexicans have slowed the flow from 14,000, 13,000 a day in December to four and 5,000 a day now, which by the way is still catastrophically high. But this can only be said to be being done right now uh, through the December. They're gonna try to do this through December of this year past the American election because they do not want those thousands of migrants under news cameras. Uh, that they were getting uh, terrible visuals and optics across the country in December. You remember this. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what the point of this is. So, I mean, uh, it, they can do it when they want to, when it's politically uh, feasible. We, we don't know what they paid the Mexicans. Uh, I guarantee you it was not uh, some small payment. 
Mexico was asking for $24 billion, uh, you know, for itself and some of its um, friends down there. So something happened. Todd, uh, but be aware of that. Todd, when we, when we first uh, we started talking about this massive migration up north, we, we talked about it. It may have been 2017, 2018, when that first caravan came up. And we did research and found that it was being organized by NGOs, uh, some of them out of Chicago. But now we have evidence, uh, stunning evidence, that Doctors Without Borders, the uh, UN, um, the Red Cross are actually printing maps and showing people in South and Central America how to get here. This is clearly a... I hate to use this word, but it's the best word, a conspiracy to overflow our borders. Is it not? It's absolutely accurate to say that those NGOs, lots of NGOs, and there are actually hundreds of them on the south of the, south of the border, all the way into South America and on our side of the border, all the way up to Chicago and New York that are involved deeply in moving that traffic along, facilitating it, supporting it, doing everything possible to make sure that nobody would ever feel deterred or go home. Uh, they, they, I, I've been there. I've, I've, I've watched them personally, watch them and videotape them, handing out cash debit cards, uh, handing out, you know, cash based assistance for hotels and buses for, uh, prescription drugs for baby formula for everything all the way down there. Um, I, ha I have reported and written in the past, not that long ago, uh, that the number for 2023 was on the order of $450 million in UN funding for this, what they call cash-based intervention. Uh, this year, I'm looking at the documents. I'll be writing about this next week. It's $540 million. Where is that coming from? Where is that coming from? It's online. They publish it. Uh, I, I can uh, direct you to uh, my... No, no, no. I mean, bio. where is that money coming from? Who is behind this? Oh, the U.S. Treasury. That's coming. That's to U.S. taxpayer money. The UN gets most of its money from the United States, uh, and then it passes through and is distributed by UN agencies to the NGOs. And the documents that I'm writing about actually name them all. It's got a big list, 248 different NGOs for 2024. Keep an eye on my reporting. I'll have a piece out on this next week. But... You're right. It's it's happening. Uh, now, the way they would couch it is uh, the U.N. I've interviewed them and they say, well, you know, they're coming anyway. So we need to save them from, uh, you know, all the dangers out here. Uh, but, you know, Republican lawmakers look at this in a very different way. And I think that it's valid uh, it, that this is aiding and abetting and its material support oh, for yeah. illegal smuggling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, when you have that report out, call us back. We'll put you on the program because I'd like to pursue this uh, further. You know, all people just think, oh, this is just happening. No, this is all well-financed and coordinated. Uh, and uh, it's not just happenstance that it's happening.
It's not. Todd, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Thank you. you. The author of Overrun and senior fellow for the Center for Immigration Studies. 